0: the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you And just what you need Oh yeah yeah Now that the show's underway Yes, we can call.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, movies by minutes hosts examine the 1999 franco directed comedy, Bowfinger. One minute of screen time per episode. This is minute 16 of Bowfinger. I am Jay Cluit. And I'm Mark Butterhoffmeyer. And we are normally found over on Conair, the podcast, or Deep Blue Sea, the podcast, where we go through Conair as scene by scene, and we've been through the sea trilogy scene by scene. But today we're talking about Bowfinger Minute 16. What happens in Minute 16 of Bowfinger? Well, as Hal peels out of Kit Ramsey's driveway, Bobby Bowfinger takes the opportunity to knock into the closing gates. Before Kit can leave in his limo, Bowfinger hands him his script, explaining it's all good, it's Jiggy, baby, and it's butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's glorious! It's glorious. It's... it's. Does he say it's it's... It replies, it's jiggy Baby. But when Steve Martin says it, I hear it, it's a Cheeky
0: Baby. Yeah, it's Cheeky Baby, it's Cheeky. And then he goes, but, well, how do you know it's Cheeky Baby? Like, that's... Uh, what. And you know, I was listening to the commentary, and they went through the dialogue, and then they did this one just to have fun. And so Steve Martin just improved all these, it's butter, it's butter, it's butter, it's butter. It's Cheeky Baby. Like, he, he improbbed all that. And then Eddie Murphy's response about what do you mean it's Cheeky Baby? Like, he... That was that was on Eddie Murphy's part, just blasting it right back at Steve Martin. So I love that you have these two amazing actors just improvising and just playing off of each other. And oh, I love this movie, <laughs> Jay. When I heard they were doing this, first and foremost, you know that nineteen ninety nine is my year. It's, like it's absolutely yeah, Deep, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, it, I mean, Deep Blue Sea came out. Uh, you know, on on movies some of the Flix podcast, I've covered American Pie, G- Detroit, Rock City, Election, Bowfinger, Dropped That Gorgeous, Lake Placid, with you idle hands galaxy quest ravenous which you covered on the deep blue sea podcast because there's a lot of cannibalism in it but 99 i was like working in a theater uh i was watching all the movies and i remember when this came out and and this movie man this movie was released in kind of a like a meat grinder of of releases and it still managed to pull almost 100 million worldwide like this movie opened up when Six Sense, Blair Witch Project, Runaway Bride, Thomas Count, Crown Affair, Deep Blue Sea, uh, Mystery Men were just hot. Like, this This was not released at a time, like, a, oh, this was not a very friendly release for this movie, and it's still somehow scrapped together, I mean, even with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, but almost 100 mil worldwide. Like, this is a fun movie. I have always loved this movie. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm honored that we got five minutes of this, because... It just makes me happy, man. It's like a warm hug of a movie that, like Eddie Murphy, should have been nominated for an Oscar. J. like he, I completely agree.
1: He's fantastic. He's absolutely. I mean, we haven't got to the dual role in our minutes. Spoiler alert for the future. Uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Just across, like he's an actor who I think it's possible to dislike him and his run at times because he, he's done a lot of the, the more brass comedies. Uh, but when he's when he's on, he's on and he, he, he's in this one this and, is and only this my is second my... time seeing both things I think I saw it once a long time ago I remember it being good oh. but just didn't back to it until I watched it again last night I did it was feel? great it was, it was so much fun my wife hated it uh, she... really? <laughs> yeah why? Um, she, uh, she's not a big fan of, of Steve Martin in films she likes him in Only Murders in the Building outside of that she's not really, like, she doesn't really care about him. Uh, we, I, I showed her um, uh, The Man with Two Brains last year. Uh, not one of his best films, I would say. It's fine, but it hasn't aged very well. And I think she just kind of lumps me with that kind of uh, older, silly comedies that don't really hold up as well in some cases. Uh, but
0: Brazos is great. is great.
1: Brazos is great. Brazos is, <laughs> is, is a delight. Um, I can't wait for season three. Um, what a hug of a, a TV show, that Jay. Is, it's, it's such a nice,
0: pleasant TV show about murder. <laughs> if I could have a four-way hug with four people where you kind of form a square and just sort of hug three people, it would be the three core cast members. Nothing weird. Just like, hey guys, how y'all doing? And like a nice group hug. That would be my choice for a group hug because they're all just so cool in that show. Gomez's energy is like perfect with Steve I, Martin. I feel like she wouldn't Martin be Short. into the hug. I feel like well, would I would just put her between begr- them me. and then... I, I would go with, with Martin and uh, Short. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. M- M- it wouldn't Martin be a Short forced can, hug. Martin Short wouldn't let you go. I feel like that would be, just be <laughs> hugging you forever. So I would have to get this hug at maybe an auction. So I would pay money for something good. And then it would be a, a very awkward, why would I pay money for this hug? And then the photo op would be blurry. And money would go to charity. But who knows what charity? Who knows if the CEO is taking private airlines? Like where... Like. Where is this money going, first and foremost? But I would spend it to get a nice group hug with this group. Even though there's a chance that only 10% of my donation would see something good, Jay. I well, would do maybe 90% it. of it goes to season four of Only Merz in the Morning. <laughs> <laughs> <Who knows? laughs> still still fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll take that. I'll take. And you know what I love about this scene is I love Steve Martin as a shysty guy. You know, he's still nice in this movie. But when you watch My Blue Heaven... Like, why do you have more than one of those books? Like, oh, in case I want to read it more than once. It's, it's like, what do you have? To, like, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I love him as a shyster who just a fast-talking shyster. And this one is just perfect. And he wasn't on the best run f- from this movie. He had done Out-of-Towners, Spanish Prisoner, Sergeant Bilko. I think it was Father of the Bride Part 2, Mixed Nuts, A Simple twi- Twist of Faith, Leap of Faith, House Sitter, Oof. Grand Canyon. So he hadn't been like Father of the Bride was a hit. He had been on like an eight-year drought, and then he storms back with this one, and he yeah. just nailed it. He,
1: well, this is kind of a, a peak for a while because he goes from this to like bringing down the house, Looney Tunes back in oh, action, yeah. cheaper by mm-hmm. the Dozen, which I know people there are fans of that film, but it's not a it's not a good film. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is like a,
0: a, a peak for him and his career, it, like race yeah. Those movies made a combined something like $350 million, $354 million cheaper by the dozen of bringing down the house. Just, and then dude, cheaper by the dozen too brought in $135 million. Pink Panther brought in $158 million. Wow. Yeah, I'm not saying he's
1: not popular. He doesn't do well at the box office. I uh, guess he doesn't do well critically.
0: We no, say? I'm just saying you're yeah. right though. This bowfinger kicked off a money-making run. From Steve Martin, Gee, Pink Panther Jay made 159 million. worldwide. That makes me sad. I don't like that they made that much money. Yeah, do you think that's just Steve
1: Martin? Wait, right, well, you got the was was Beyonce in that first one? Was, was she in the, the first one or second, second one? Uh, I think she was in the second one. Yeah. Oh no, she's in the first one. She's in the first one. So that's got a there's a definite Beyonce bump.
0: Yeah. yeah there's yeah. You cast? get the you get the BB. Yeah. And there, but yeah, he, he became this family friendly juggernaut. And you know what I love most about Bowfinger is there's a very sweet side. There's a very warm side to it. There's a very idealistic, naive side, but then it's also quite seething and it has a lot of funny things to say about the industry. And so Jay, I worked on the, I, I say this a lot, but I worked on over 150 sets and this is one of my favorite making of m- movies where they make a movie. Because they don't even try to be real. That's what makes me the happiest. It's just the the filmmaking in this movie is so silly that it makes me happy. There's no ad with like a a BK headset, Burger King headset, like directing people. Like it's I hate making movies about. Well, I like making I like movies about making movies, but I just don't. They always annoy me. Actually, Heather Graham's character. Yeah, yeah, she's not good at acting. She's no.
1: like dumping up and down and wiggling in, my, in most of her things. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's very much a, um, taking the mick out of, of movie making, and I, I find out, I've never worked on a movie set, but I, I like this kind of film about making films.
0: I got you, sucker. Just chubby rain. Oh, it, it, I don't know. I I just absolutely I've I've adored this movie for so long, and we were going back to Eddie Murphy about being nominated for an Oscar. And I think my favorite Eddie Murphy roles are the one where he's not hiding behind latex or an accent. Like I love him. I, I, one of my favorite movies is Beverly Hills cop. I think, you know, highest grossing movie of 84, that, that film, Eddie Murphy, when he was acting, one of the guys he was acting with said that he would just watch you and absorb you. And he would just watch you and learn from you. And he knew how to respond to you like he wasn't waiting to say his dialogue. He absorbed everything you said, then came back at you. And that's what he does here at Bowfinger. And there's no hiding in his performance. Like even when he's Jif with his races and that's still him. But it's... Yeah, it, it's, there's, it's just he's got the braces, he's got the glasses, and he's just a different haircut.
1: And it's like that's not a full mask, but it's still, he still looks completely different just because yeah. he's holding himself. Uh, and like, I, I, yeah, when he first appears as Jeff, it does take a moment to go. Wait, Hank, is that Eddie Murphy as well?
0: <laughs> Surely not. Uh, but yeah, it's it's oh, so good. You're gonna go far. i uh, just I really do. Just watching him, and and they talked about this in the episodes prior, but the Shakespeare and the KKK and just the way that he's able to rattle off this this dialogue that's hilarious, and the Jackie Chan, the Van Dam. And just, I don't know, when when he comes out, though, and meets Martin, and just the whole script, you read my script? Ah, I just, the two of them together feel so natural. They have different vibes, but I think they, they play off each other really well. And, and another thing, Jay, I love about this movie is both of these guys, Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy, are very unselfish when it came to... Their screen time and their bits. I mean, Martin's chewing scenery. Murphy's chewing scenery. Christine Baranski's chewing scenery. Terrence Stamp is talking about weenies. It's a like Jamie Kennedy's actually really good in this movie. I, I
1: just think it's Jamie up? Kennedy. He's not, he's not in our minutes, but uh, I, I think of Jamie Kennedy as the kind of role you had on a set when you're on a film set, just kind of the <laughs> getting
0: things done on the sidelines. <laughs> that was me. I was so basically, I was Hoffmeyer and. <laughs> Every time it's Hoffmeyer. Where's those cars? Hoffmeyer. Get this. Hoffmeyer. You know, Hurt needs a T. Go get it. I'm like, a T? Yeah, make it right. I'm like, well, I got to figure out this. It's, they basically, my role in the industry was, I didn't want a full ride. I didn't want to work a full show because that's like three months, six months, nine months of my life. I would do pilots. I would do second unit. And when they brought me in, I would do second unit background on Goosebumps. I would do on a pilot called... Oh, Surgeon General with Jason Isaacs. I did first team where I watched first team. I, they, they basically showed up and like, Mark, Anchorman 2, here's 40 cars. Get them around this street. So basically whenever I showed up on set, I always had a different job. Mark, here's 40 gold aliens. Get them ready. Mark, here's 40 monsters. Mark, here's uh, here's 200, or no, wait, here's like 50 extras. Go take them to the green screen so they can clap and cheer and be filmed and be the digital crowds for Hunger, Hunger Games 2. Yeah, I was that guy, like I guess. People I, I didn't do full shows, but people knew my name, if that makes sense. So was I was on set, it was a lot of Hoffmeyer, two, go to two, Hoffmeyer, Hoffmeyer. like it was it was cool, man.
1: But Can you envision a, a director coming to you and saying that you need to get a Mercedes for the afternoon, don't ask don't ask why? And just borrow a camera every day and return it every day. Would
0: I mean would you yeah have, you have been asked to do I'm not saying would you have done that or not? But would you have been asked to do that? Listen, I got a bull in a house. Mark, get this bull in a house. Mark, take this grip truck, which you don't have a license for, with air brakes, and drive it to set. Mark, here's this incredibly expensive car. Get in it and drive it around. Mark, here is a Hyundai commercial with a, a vehicle. Open. Get on the, the highway in a minivan. Have a cameraman holding out while you drive it, keeping up with the vehicle. It was... yeah. Mark, carry this camera through a swamp. Mark, go go find us energy monster coffee, energy drinks for the star. I had some weird Mark watch this bathroom. Someone goes like goes to it. So no one comes in. Like I, um, I would have, I probably would have stolen a Mercedes probably around the 2011 time. I would have done it just cause you got to hustle, man. Like you got to get it done. If someone tells you to do something, you go do it. Not 2015 Mark, but 2011 Mark probably would have taken that Mercedes. So not 2022, <laughs> mark
1: with uh, a wife and a child.
0: Yeah, no, none of that. None of that. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's kind of crazy, man. Like they do ask a lot of you on sets. And so, yeah, I kind of like that with Jamie Kennedy. Will you will I actually pay me? Like you know, have my van. I, I use my truck for everything, man. Like I, I would get jobs telling people I had a truck. I got a truck. I'll move things. You know, hey, Mark, go steal from that house because we need set dressing. No, I didn't do that. I'm joking. But it's, you know, most of the businesses around here, Crate and Barrel hated me. They, because I had to buy a bunch of stuff and return it. I had to drive all sorts of vehicles on that Hyundai commercial. I think I drove fifteen different vehicles. So yeah, it's yeah, Jay. I know it's i I'm not trying to talk about myself, but yeah, I guess I was like the hey, Jamie Kennedy of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, like hey, Mark. I trust you to do this.
1: That was I was thinking. It. Watching it I was like, yeah, that's good. It kind of feels like the role you'd have played. Uh, so, I, how much in life would you like a big round driveway?
0: A big round. Um. It's a lot of work, man. It's just you got hedges, you got grass. Parking I mean, would be kind of a pain.
1: So I, I I like Kit's mansion. It is it is probably too big for my two person two dog family. <laughs> I, I don't need that much space. But the big round driveway, there's there's something to that. But then he's got he's got the great thing about the big round driveway is you can drive, take a left turn and drove all the way around and back out again. So you, don't, you never need to like do a three-point turn on your driveway. To, to. Yeah. But the cars that are already parked there are facing different directions and are facing each other. One has gone left and gone all the way around till about four o'clock. And there's a red one that's just gone up and gone right and parked right in front of this other car. So either one of those has to reverse out of this thing. You never need to reverse around.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: when did they drive in? How late was it? Uh, How... It you need to have a system. You need to have
0: a one-way system in your big round driveway. Yeah, you so, do have the convertible hanging out, and then you have the limo on the other side, then you have another limo. There's two limos! There's two limos. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's is Mindhead limo, and the other one is
1: going somewhere else. I not
0: Why is Mindhead going around the
1: other way? Would you, it's, it's, is that it's the way going you... around? It's going around the, uh, the way you drive around and around
0: roundabout in the UK. It's going yeah, around so it's... It's... I will go the other way. Uh, crazy, the I never thought I'd think about this. Well, it is Terrence Stamp. It is. T- yes, he's had to Terrence Stamp. For this is a big man. You know, they, they, this mansion had been used before, and Frank Oz didn't want to use it. But he's like, I figure I could shoot this differently. So then that's how it they figured it out. Do you know what else it was used for? Well, I listened to the commentary right before oh, we okay. did this, so I don't have time to look it up. But I no, could nice. look at filming locations, and they could tell me. It's a mystery for everyone listening. There we go. I imagine a bunch of LA set of films. Uh, mine. Yeah. Mine hand I lo- I love mine. That's good fake license plate work, too. I love doing that. Yeah. I, yeah had to re- I had to replace many license plates in my day, and we forgot some of them, and people just drove away
1: Yeah, with them. So, yeah. So, uh, I liked that uh, Kit doesn't want to get a script from Paramount, but he will get one from Universal, <laughs> just being a Universal <laughs> film. It's a nice little dig there at a different production company.
0: Oh, look, oh, gross. You read my script. Uh, but you know, you know, it's kind of crazy is Bowfinger sort of had it here. He could have just given him the script and shut his mouth, but that's not his style. You have to say it's I don't good. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, read it. I need, I need your signature. It's cool. Here you go. It's done.
1: But yeah, but I mean, how many, how many scripts cross Kit Ramsey's path that don't get read? He's trying to, <sighs> you can see why he's trying to, he, you can see why he's trying to sell it a bit more. Just to get that That's switch true. in the door a bit. Yeah, he doesn't want to get pushed off a cliff. You're bad of a car.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it? uh, it's, too, it's too esoteric. Isn't that what he said? People think it too much. And it's a His twist on cliff. the usual.
1: It's science. Then it
0: gets cut off at the end of science. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I read an interview with Steve Martin, and he said, I think it's because we had a common goal, which is laughter, humor. I feel like I could work with any comedian who felt laughter was the most important thing. And you can tell that these are what these two want out of the audience, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. And you
1: said about them being—they're not being uh, argumentative over screen time. Neither one of them is afraid to look bad on the screen. I <laughs> they're, they're both <laughs> monsters, <laughs> very yes. like over the course of the film. Uh, uh, Bowfinger rows a conscience. He says later when
0: he's talking to Jeff, uh, "But Kit Ramsey is a terrible person. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, Ho- horrible, horrible. No, like, not nice you will game. not show it to Lakers girls." But it's, yeah. And it, it, when he says, when we become famous, I, as in me, will yeah. become famous. Like they're just both really self-absorbed. But you know what's funny about everyone. them yeah. is, is Frank Oz was talking about this. And he said that this movie is, is about people who, um, you have the guy at the top, Kit Ramsey, the ultimate, like the A-lister. Then you have a guy who never made it. Like he had he had probably done some regional theater. He wasn't too great, and I, I think Frank Oz, what he said, um he said that he disagreed that the the film's main theme was improv. He said these people love the movies. they believe in this movie. Their only sin is that they have no talent. <laughs> uh, so you have a guy who's never made it, then you have a guy who has made it all the way to the top, and they're both weirdos. That's what I kind of like about them. They're both. One never made it, and then the other one has made it, and they're strange human beings. And they work so well together.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of
0: normal people.
1: In this yeah. They're all... I mean, they are well, in Hollywood, don't they? Uh, that's, that's what happens.
0: <laughs> they're a different breed, dude. Actors are always tired. Every time I've worked on set, every actor's tired. And they're all a little bit aloof. Somewhat aloof. Because you fly in, you get picked up from your hotel, you get put in the hair up, makeup, you give your sides, you go to set, and you're kind of like, "Where am I?" Like you don't, like you don't really quite know where you are if you're on location. So yeah, I, I could see them. Like yeah, oh oh, you got it? Like, I mean, they're very naive though to believe that they land that that's that that this idiot landed, uh, the the biggest star on the planet though, but. Yeah, I guess that's part of the like. This is a fantasy world, Jay. Like none of these shots yeah. would be in frame. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you, every, did, every every
1: that was filmed for for Cubby Rain, yeah, nonsense, ridiculous. Wouldn't wouldn't go to a cinema at all. Be laughed <sighs> out of the place.
0: Uh, got you, sucker.
1: It has a good first
0: sucka. page and a good last page. That's all anyone reads. Yeah. <laughs> that was improv too by RDJ, which makes me happy. To see that, that's that's good. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I think that'll do it for this minute. Mm -hmm. uh yeah. Any any other notes on this minute? We're
0: we're through already. I think we can be unless you have more to say. No, I mean we got four four more minutes, but this four more episodes. But these guys are just so good. Jiggy babe, what's jiggy babe?
1: I mean, he talks about getting no, get to yeah. his, get his door as fast as he gets to Tom Hanks's. Do you reckon this driver has, has ever worked for Tom Hanks?
0: Or is it just like uh, Kit Ramsey's? Is it just the name he's picking because he's a white guy? Yeah, I think so, because I don't think he knows a driver, but he's, he's mad that everyone else gets great lines. Hasta la visa, maybe. And then he's like, yeah, get to my door as fast as you get to Tom Hanks. So yeah, it's, I would say he doesn't know him, but he's like, you know, treat me the same way you do Mel Gibson. If, is yeah. that, if that means... yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks... It, Tom Hanks'
1: is 99 is Toy Story 2 and the Green Mile. Two fantastic films. Oh. Wow. Uh, but in the making of this, it's going to be more like, you've got mail, 7 Pump Ryan, I think you do. So Tom Hanks established A-lister at this point. Um, yeah, two Oscars.
0: Yeah. And then you have Kip Thorne. Kip Thorne? No. Kip Ramsey. Who's yeah, Kip, Kip, Kip Thorne? He's a scientist from Interstellar, isn't he? Uh, Kip Thorne is a
1: name, Kit Thorne is an actual scientist. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> American
0: theoretical physicist. Ah, yeah, Kit Ramsey though he, uh, he's... I love him. I love Eddie. Mur- These guys are so great together. I miss the ponytail though. I wish. I wish Martin was wearing the ponytail in this scene. And he has I, a stolen jacket. I love
1: when he just unclips the ponytail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like, why? Why would you ever have that on? Why would that ever be? <laughs>
0: He wears it by himself in his house while reading scripts. As part-time receptionist wrote. Uh, It's it's, his accountant. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. uh, is the accountant. yeah, yeah, So that'll do it for... uh, Well, no, accountant
0: and part-time receptionist.
1: I see. Okay, so that'll do it for minute 16 of Bowfinger. Listeners, you can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play at the main site bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And social media is available at Welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center on Facebook and on Twitter. at oh, Bowfinger Minute. Uh, so, as, so for Minute 16 of Bowfinger Minute, I've been Jake Lurk. I'm Mark Altmaier. Join us here next time on the Bowfinger Minute. And in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're supposed to end every bit.
0: Oh, keep <laughs> it together, keep it together. Keep, wait. Well, that'll be. That, I got. I got a fun game for us, Jay. So. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That'll be next. A few yeah, episodes tomorrow. from now. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think probably tomorrow.
0: Keep it together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. is always